Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. Welcome to The Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Steve Murray, founder of Real Trends Consulting and a senior advisor to Housing Wire, offers insight and analysis on three trending real estate issues. Steve's 30-plus years in the industry allows him to give you a deeper understanding of today's real estate business happenings. Hi, this is Steve Murray. I'm Senior Advisor to HW Media and Real Trends. Today I'm going to report on the impact on the housing market from mortgage forbearance, the work from home office trend, what does it mean for housing sales in 2021, and brokerage segmentation. What is going on with all these different models and how's it affecting the brokerage market. So first, the impact on housing sales from mortgage forbearance. According to various sources, including Housing Wire and Black Knight, there are approximately 2.7 million mortgages still in forbearance at the end of 2020. The reports go on to say this is down from approximately 4.3 million mortgages that were in forbearance back at the end of the second and third quarters. So it has been coming down. However, those sources also note that in the last month, it has leveled off at 2.7 million mortgages in forbearance. Now, for those homeowners, It may be the only good news is it's likely that with the appreciation in housing values over the last several years, that if they're compelled to have to sell their homes, number one, they're more likely than not to have equity in those homes. And secondly, there is a ready, willing, and active market to absorb them. Given the fact that we just had a report from Zillow saying listing inventory is at an all-time low, and truthfully, most of us did not need Zillow to tell us that. We already knew it. These mortgages that are in forbearance obviously simply are either going to get worked out or these homes are going to be put on the market and sold. As I said earlier, the good news for the housing market is any number, even a large number of those homes, those 2.7 million homes where the mortgages are in forbearance, if they're to come on the market and assuming that they are in the lower half of price brackets in this country, there is a huge market ready, willing, and able to absorb them. And in fact, this market could likely absorb every one of those 2.7 million homes. But let's hope it doesn't come to that. Our conclusion is, while it is worrisome for the families caught in those circumstances, 
insofar as housing and brokerage markets are concerned, this should not be that big of a concern. The second issue about this massive move to working from home, the best research we have put our hands on seems to indicate that prior to the pandemic, six to seven percent of all white-collar workers were working all of the time or most of the time from a home office. Some of those same sources report that number could be as high as the low 30% range. Almost a third of all white-collar workers, office workers, if you will, working out of home offices. And many of those sources and others believe once things get back to normal, whatever that looks like and whenever that comes, while that number will drop, it will not go back to where it was. Many sources seem to indicate it'll drop back into the low to mid 20 percentile or percent range of white-collar workers spending either all of their time or most of their time working out of a home office. Now, this is really good news for housing because if this becomes more permanent, we will see more shifting and more purchasing activity and selling activity as people recognize that the home they're in is not that well suited for home offices for potentially both parents and having young kids at home. So they may need to shift and have a different type house to accommodate work from home. That's a very good, very, very good news and good trend line for housing markets and housing sales. Alternatively, it's not so good for the commercial real estate market, particularly the office market. We all know that the retail market space is under enormous pressure from Amazon and home delivery of all kinds of goods and services, and that normal malls and retail shops are suffering from that downward pressure on just how many retailers we need, how many will come back, how much space they will occupy. Office space, if we see tens of millions of office workers no longer going to an office routinely, there will be a similar downward spiral of the use of commercial office buildings of all kinds whether it's a 6,000 square foot building or a 600,000 square foot building, there will be tremendous downward pressure on the use of office space if these reports and research trends continue. We don't know and no one does know for sure how long this will go on, how many people will go back to working out of their offices where they were. One thing we do know, it'll be positive for housing. Lastly, on the issue of brokerage and agent segmentation, this is kind of a recap of what all listeners already know. There are more options and more alternatives for agents and teams than ever before. Ever before in our 34 years of real trends. There are a variety of low-cost 
agent and broker options. And when I say low cost for agents, that means where the brokerage charges to the agent are low. This has nothing to do with consumer commission or fee charges. We know there are cap company dollar programs. There are 100% commission programs. There are programs which don't offer certain services or office space, etc., etc. So the market is now segmenting and agents are moving one direction or another and trying different models to find which one fits for them. And this will go on forever as the number of options multiplies for agents and brokerage companies in terms of their brand and their model. One interesting note though, when we look at America's best real estate professionals, the rankings of top teams and top agents that Realtrends has now done for 15 years and will be producing again this spring, we notice that by and large, and we mean 90% plus of all the top teams and agents, the most productive, highest selling agents and teams in the country still belong and still join and still work with a traditional brokerage of some kind. Something worth noting. This has been Steve Murray for Realtrends. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. To stay up to date on the current trends in the industry, subscribe to our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more.